Yo, yo, yo. Uh, I'd yo, like to welcome yo, yo. I'd like to welcome everybody to the perfect angle. What's this is man? your boy Paul Wall. And the other box over there is a uh, our boy JG. What's and the handsome, on? the handsome devilish man you see in front of us is John Coca, the general manager of the Inglewood Blackhawks. Sporting that, sporting that fresh Santa Claus. Oh, I love it. All right, Coco, before every episode, we already know what time it is. Let us bow. Father God, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for our guest, John. We thank you for the perfect angle, the mission that you've given us with this podcast. Father God, I help. I ask that you continue to flow through us freely and unhindered, Lord. Continue to shed your light. Let our viewers and listeners see you through us and what we're doing i ask that you bless this episode in jesus name amen amen amen, amen. all right so hey man hey so for our viewers Here. and our listeners we have john coca the general manager of the Inglewood Blackhawks in the house. Yes, sir. Let's go. But before we get into all that good stuff, John, um, let's talk about how you even just came into the semi-pro world, man. Like, give us a little background on you. All right. So this is a good one. I kind of did everything backwards. In my early 20s, I kind of got into the bar scene. It kind of stuck to my, my late 20s, you know, having fun, going places, getting thrown out all the time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it got bad. It got bad. When, when okay. I tell people that, you know, football saved my life, actually. Did. Excuse me. So, at one point, we're sitting on the couch. Uh, me and Big Spence's brother, Matt, went to college together. And we're both talking about, you know, what the hell are we going to do with our lives? What are we doing? We wanted to stay in something athletic. You know, we were working shit dead-end jobs. And it was, okay, well, let's get in shape. Let's start there. You know, he was in shape. You know, much better shape than I am now. But it it was get back in shape. That that was the goal. Get back in shape. That was the first thing we needed to do. Okay. So we we started training to get in the cage. Oh, wow. we we, We started training, you know, pretty seriously for it. Um got in great shape and I'm sitting okay. on the couch one day and I'm watching TV and I'm watching this football game. I can't remember what channel I was on or what I was scrolling through. It was the San Diego Thunder. Oh, okay. And, and whoever the hell they played, I think it was the Philadelphia Panthers from the East coast in the LCFL championship game that was televised. Okay. Really? This is back when, well, back when Tony was doing this with Patty LaBelle, you know, there was serious money behind it. The original LCFL was Patty LaBelle's baby. Right. Okay, okay. That's back when, you know, the LCFL had 30 teams on the West Coast, 30 teams on the East Coast. Right. And, hey. and you got you got a true national champion from one league. Um, so I'm watching it and I'm going, what in the fuck is this? Who are these people? Where is this from? <laughs> So you, you you jump on, you know, you get on Google, you find, okay, wow, minor league football. Holy shit. Wait a minute. Teams in the LA area. What What's going on here, right? Like this, my mind is blown, you know? Sounds Once like I what I did. It, 
once I got out of college, you know, that was it, you know what I mean? Like football was done, you know? Um, I got on the phone, I called Matt and I said, Hey bro, I don't think I'm going to fight. Like, I think I'm going to play football. Nice. So, so you get on the LCFL website and you start Googling. Well, you find, I found the LA generals. Now, unbeknownst, unbeknownst to me at the time, LA generals practiced in Compton. You know, I thought this was the closest team to me because it was labeled L.A. Turns out the Blackhawks were down the street the entire time. Right. But I wouldn't change it for the world because I got to come in with the guys I came in with. The first dudes I played with, Michael Gilliam, Corey Johnson, Red. um, I like I can uh, day day guys that, you know, we don't even remember anymore. Nate was the owner of the team lives in Arizona. Now. I mean, Nate ended up doing a few teams along the lines, but these are the guys I met Javon Moore that takes our photos. Okay. Was my head coach, you know, Steph was my defensive coordinator. You know, these were the, I mean, and, and what a better group to come in with, you know what I mean? What a better group of guys to really make you fall in love with the game again. Right. You know, no, no matter where we've gone, T-Pain, you know what I mean? No matter where we've gone, we, you know, Clark, I mean, like that was when I first met Clark and Lucy, like, and, and they became, you know, family for, for years. And, and, and to this day, we're good friends. Like right. there are so many people that I met through that and learned to love the game. So we play a season and a half. Unfortunately, we didn't get to finish the second season I played with them. Okay. Uh, the next year, it's it was where's everybody going to go? Okay, where's everybody going to go? We wanted to stay That's together, usual. and we went to the Long Beach Lions. And hey, I switched over from playing defense to playing offense. And I give you the story. So we're playing Antelope Valley last game with the Generals, right? Okay. I'm at defensive end, toss out to the running back. I'm pursuing. I running back cuts back i turn around and there's the center and all i saw were my cleats and the sky right and that's when i said you know what this this head on a swivel shit ain't for me anymore (laughs) so yeah i flipped over to fullback and i played offense um i got matt to come out josh was there with us it was all my friends that i had met from semi-pro Plus okay. my best friend from college and his little brother. And it it was amazing. Honestly, as far as my play is concerned, probably the best year I've had physically playing the game. Okay. Um that year in the you know, they were allowed to add for the national championship and uh Inglewood picked up Stro. Uh took Stro down to Florida, um, won a national championship down there that year. And, well, me and Corey are looking at each other. We're all looking at each other. Well, where are we going to go next? Back then, some of the guys, you know, were just like you at one point. I'm never going to be a Blackhawk. I'm going to beat the Blackhawks. (laughs) You know what I mean? Never going to happen. You know, is a motherfucker. Yes, it is. So I'm sitting there thinking, going, they're down the street. Stroh's going to be there. Corey Johnson's going. T-Pain's going. I was not ring chasing. I was homie chasing. I was going where my boys went. That makes sense, yeah. That does make sense. 
we went there. We had a great season, undefeated, uh, more points ever scored in, I think we had 903 points or 933 points that season. You guys are bullies. You know, and, and, but that, you're bullies. But that was, you were fucking you bullies. No, you, you can't say that. We were just better. And that no, you was were. when, hands down, that you was were. when we played the Steelers. We played the Cobras. Oh, yeah. That's back sure. when yeah. the Raiders were Cobra. around. That's I'm back when dick. people were playing ball. Yeah. So to be able to do what we did with the talent that we had, it, it was just off the charts, man. It, it was some yeah. of the most fun I had ever had. Um, took a shot that season. And. You know, my playing days after that shot I took, and I think it was from Daniel Packard, that son of a bitch. (laughs) Love you, you, Pack, but you know you got me. I think it was from Packard. And we all know landing on the field at uh, Jackie ain't the softest landing in the world. Oh, Jesus, no. So, yeah. Justin Justin's like, hell no. Right, you know, it, it, it's it's a rough one. So that that took me out, man. It took me out of playing for a couple years, but mm-hmm. that's what opened the door for you know me to. I'm kind of that little kid that showed up at Tony's doorstep and never left, you know. Right. And uh, it was anything I can do. What what can I help with next? You know, I'm done playing, yeah. but I want to help. I want to be part of it. And. That's where the the real journey for me and what I felt I did best for the team started to take place. I have some follow up questions, um, just because. Go for it. So one, I wanted to know, you know, where did you play college football? I was at Elac, and okay. had a good time there. My godfather, uh, little known fact, is Bruce Schneider. Was oh, the nice. head coach at Arizona State at the time, so nice. I got to get out there for a semester in training camp. I mean, nothing. There's nothing special. Just a long snapper, you know. Um, couldn't do the college thing well. A uh, little too much trouble. <laughs> little <laughs> fuck out of here. A, a, a lot, a lot of too much trouble. Okay. Thank Back you. Thank you. In 2010, like it was, it, it was insane. It was Ray uh, City, baby. Never even put on the uniform. <laughs> oh, damn! Never even put on the uniform. Yeah. So you said, for your god, for your goddad to have to be the one to tell you, yeah, maybe this ain't for you. I mean, I had a girl at home, so my, my attention wasn't there. I was. Yeah. It, 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 it was. It, it was. It was a sticky situation, and she was a baddie. And at that point, I thought I wanted to get married and the whole nine yards. Oh, yeah. We all been there. I can't even clown. We have all been there like well well and now i mean at 43 like they they got me once they were never going to get me again which is you know why we're next i feel it (laughs) so you went from elac tried out uh or you know trying to get things done in in arizona at arizona state and and that was back in 2000 Right. That was back in 2000. I took a year off from high school before going to ELAC, went into construction, you know, thought I wanted to work. Once you start busting rod at 18, 19 years old, you know, digging ditches ain't what you want to do. No, seriously. So So, back to school and I figured I'd play a little football, had some fun, Um, played outside linebacker at ELAC. I played behind a dude that was 
hell, he ended up going to the University of Arizona and getting kicked out. I mean, these two brothers, Sal and Cesar Castaneda out of Lincoln Heights, they played at Franklin High School. They were, they were just phenomenal. And and it, it was an honor to back that dude up in college. So the next year at ELAC, it's supposed to be my time, blah, blah, blah. Had a good season. Um, didn't finish it because got hurt. <laughs> Concussions are a bitch. And then it was just that little short stint at Arizona State because I would go to camp out there like all four years of high school. I mean, it was mm-hmm. free, like I said, goddad. Um, and I was a hell of a long snapper. So, you know, why not? But the, yeah, the party not? And, and, I, and I didn't go to class. I mean, I'm going to let's be real. You know what I mean? You're out there living that life. I went to maybe two or three classes and, and they were the football player hooked up classes, bro. And I hey, was just, nobody can hate I on the long party. snapper. Look, I'm a long snapper. One of my <laughs> friend's little brothers actually got a full ride for being a long snapper. So we love the long snapper. Yeah, love right. the long snapper. I've had long snapper for a long time, too. I mean, Seriously. it was the you, you, figure, you, you do it in high school, you do it in college. What's the easiest way to get to the NFL? Well, then you long think snapping. about it going. Going, wait, there's only one long snapper per team. There's four linebackers. There's four DBs. Hey, you know, you were doing at, the math hey real the shit, though. Time. But as you get to the higher levels, I'm not even going to lie. There's levels to this shit. Long snapping. Oh, like, dude, when so. you get clocked. Oh, I've never been clocked on a snap before. I get to college, right. and they're like, long snappers. Let's go. And they bring out stopwatches. I was like, what oh, the yeah, no, yeah. is this? Those guys are legit. Listen, so I, I think you and I played against each other. They played against each other. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I think John and I played against each other. So I was What's at it? I was at LA Southwest ninety nine two thousand. Oh, you guys played against each other. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah. So. Yes, we did. <laughs> hey, look it, look it. This semi pro world is so crazy like how people's past have different journeys but we're all intertwined in a way um i met justin fun fact i met justin while i was at the university of laverne playing football yeah um he was actually my ex-girlfriend's boss at the gym and she was crazy dog that girl was crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what you said yeah, she was. So she then, was then, then you played against them too. One of the worst whoopings I ever took was from Reggie Haynes. Dang. When Reggie Haynes was at West. So you must have played against Reggie too when Reggie was at West. Uh, yeah, probably. Because if yeah, you were at Southwest, I played we... with Reggie too. Okay. So, so I wow. think you're talking about quarterback Reggie Haynes, right? Quarterback Reggie Haynes. Yeah, oh, we bro. played. Let, let me tell you, you played that with story. us at with the with Inglewood. Yes. Yes. Ooh, nice. So we we were at Elac, right? And you know we had green jerseys, silver pants. Mm-hmm. Great. So the coaches tried to do a jersey switch right before kickoff. So they got us okay. these new black jerseys. We're going out there looking like the fucking Raiders, which I gave two fucks about looking like. And okay. That was supposed to be the thing. Oh man, the black j- jerseys—they were tight, bro. We go out there and Reggie Haynes hangs sixty points on our ass and calls it a day. How about that for black jerseys, motherfuckers, oh, bro? Because we came out stretched, and the green ones came out for game time, and the black ones and got our ass whooped, boy. <laughs> hey, so that boy went off. <laughs> so this leads me to to my question. You said you're like the kid that never left, right? Um, yeah. 
throughout your journey, John, knowing you personally, like you're just a genuine human being. Like in one of the first episodes, Justin, I told you we had good people. Yep. John is one of those good people. Is that why, is that how you would say it was an easy transition to go from being a player to the general manager of the best team in semi-pro history? Fuck no. I label it the best no, team no, in that, semi-pro history. Seriously. Organization. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement um, from the inside and the out. But was it easy? Fuck no. Okay. Um, it was it was a fight for respect that next year I was the offensive line coach and that was an offensive line that was established for, for years, man. And okay. to be able to try to help, you know, coach or, or lead that group. Like, I was like, I didn't have to, but I would have, I would have been, I would have been pulling it out. Yeah. It, it was not easy, you know? Okay. And, yeah. and, and Tony, you know, demands a lot. You know what I mean from his this staff. Is true. Um, so I had to work, you know, and, and I worked my ass off that first year, and I took a lot of shit. I took it from players on my team. I took it from players on the other teams. Um, but I persevered. I stuck with it. Yeah. The end of that year, you know, we won a championship, um, right? And so it's like, well, what's next? So we're planning for the next year and we get together with our meeting and 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 leon is the one that goes general manager let, let me get you off the field let me get you building this team um fuck yeah so, shout out to so leon you thought, so you yeah definitely man family right there so you thought being i thought being the offensive line coach was hard no yeah. no 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 because now it's just not Tony demanding of me. Now it's Tony starting to groom me. Yeah. Now it's him like really, really investing time in how we evaluate talent, what, what he's looking for, what he sees. And okay. at that point, you know, you're in the mind of a genius. So you, you soak up as much as you possibly can. You know, you fuck up along the way. And, right. and you fuck up. He, he, he'll let you know you fucked up. You know, yeah. he has no shame about that at all. Right. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you this. It, it made me what I think was a pretty damn good GM. And it made me an even better fucking human being. You know what I'm saying? It helped me in my life um, right. at a time where, you know, shit was just starting to go right. Like coming to the Blackhawks in 2012, like I completely had a career change and I'm doing now what I what I started doing back then and you know I'm getting paid a decent amount of money for it and that was all because of things I learned and from from Tony you know okay he essentially like and that's what I mean by I was the kid that never left you know right I I, I came there you know just, just a football player just someone who loved the game and I left with an entire different understanding of what it was to be to be a man and 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 lead men you know yeah being a man is one thing but being able to lead men that that's that's rare so here's an important question i like a important like a uh, fact to find out how old were you when you took on this role we won our national championship when i played there i was 33 years old so now 
being 33, like I'm 36 now and, and I'm barely like me and Justin are barely getting like established in this. Right. But mm-hmm. you, we've both been in roles where being a young age, cause 33 to lead men, unless they're yeah. way younger than you is very hard to do because right. you have yeah. some men like there's guys on the team right now, if I'm coaching, that would be older than me. And they got to right. be able to respect you and value what you're telling them. So for right. him to do this at 33 is very fucking impressive. What was that transition I, like for you? It, like I said, it, it, it was hard. It, it was okay. hard. There were people that, who the fuck is this dude? You know what I mean? He First of all, he only played here for a year. Uh-huh. And now he's in this role, you know? Like I said, first year as an offensive line coach, second year. So 34, I take over as GM. Wow. And again, 34, I barely figured out how to pay rent the right way. (laughs) Hey, bro. I don't give a fuck. I'll tell you, like, the wife does all the bills. I had to do it one time where I was like, fuck, all right, finances, let's do it. I'm right there with you, bro. I I learned, I, I got on the job training in football and in fucking life from that man. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah, for sure. Why, 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 dude, 12 seasons, bro, 10 years I've been there. When I say I came and never left, I came and never left. Yep. I bleed this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's and, facts. But it, but it was tough, though. You know, you mean you had the challenges. You had the guys that, like I said, bro, who the fuck is this dude? You know, I... When I came in as an offensive line coach, we had an offensive lineman, and I'm not going to go into names or anything like that. Right, you don't have who had to. Been, been been with the program forever. I benched his ass, and I put somebody Ooh. in who I felt was better. And and he was, you know, he was younger, stronger, faster. I mean, at some point, we're all told we can't play the child's game anymore. It's right, actually, you know, it all just had to suck. It sucks to be the one to have that conversation. Right. You know, so then transitioning to GM, like I said, it, a, a lot of hard work. Again, you know, a little easier because I'm not dealing with the day to day as far as the coaching is concerned. Okay. Um, at that point, you know, I'm working with Tasha. I'm working with Denez, you know, on the Ooh, back end the as well. This question next. You know, it, just it, anything for the program at first. And then it really wasn't until the second year where Tony started giving me, okay, here's a list. So we go through our list nice. and we're looking through, and, and this isn't semi-pro players. We're looking through for outside guys that are bounce backs, guys that are, you know, don't have the grades that are getting booted out of Juco. I mean, we're just looking for that next level younger athlete. And, you know, and obviously, you know, you see a guy on another team. Okay. Who do we want to pull? And then it's just a matter of how do you convince them to come to the Blackhawks? Well, you, you figure that shit would be easy, right? You know, come over here. We got a spot for you. But it, it was never I have a spot for you. It was always I have an opportunity for you. Thanks. Right? You know, and 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 Paul will tell you, Paul fucking probably hated me for a couple of years because, <laughs> you know, it, it was. We don't talk it, about those times. It it it, it, it was. It was hard to get over here. You know, yeah. it, it was hard to get over here. You know, there so, were things we were looking at. We were looking at guys that weren't on the boards. We didn't want the mouths. We didn't want anything flashy. But some of those guys are some of the best players in the fucking league. Disclaimer. So, how do you- so I put in what he's talking about. 
Um, so for some of you that, well, a lot of you may not know this, but to be before you can get an invite to like the first day of camp, because it's not publicized, it's not out public, it's word of mouth. Um, you have to go fill out um, basically like a recruiting form and you're in a database. Um, I was my second year with the Apaches or second year out of Levert. No, it was when I first made my first comeback and I was trying to find out what team I was going to go to and I filled it out and I didn't get a call back. And I was like, what the fuck? Then the yeah. second year. Then, then after my year with the Tide, my year with the Tide, like I stepped up. I was playing all sorts of positions. I got us to a championship game playing quarterback um we fucking lost but i th it was that moment it was at that moment i felt i had made my name and i filled it out again and i didn't get called back and i was like man fuck this and then so the apaches came back right so now we're going at it coca walks up to me and he tells me straight to my face and this is how i fell in love with coca as a human being you're a fucking athlete don't think i'm ignoring you but you just don't fit the Black Hawk way. And I was like, what the fuck? And I had to go back. And if I go back and look at it, I was a mouth on the boards. I was talking shit. I could play football. Yes, I did do those things. I did get a team to a championship that was like, and I was a leader, but I ran my mouth too much. And everybody on the Black Hawks that year and the year before and the year before that, that I was trying to get on was quiet. I was trying to be a voice when I should have just shut the fuck up and played football. And I would have been, yeah, a, yeah. I would have been a Black Hawk away sooner than now. So a lot of says, what we, a lot of what we did, in, involved our players. You know, yeah. We we would we would talk to our guys. Are you comfortable playing with this team? You know, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about this guy? You know, decisions were made. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, the decisions were mine and Tony's. If we wanted to bring someone in, we were going to bring him in. If yep. the guys wanted somebody and we vetoed him, we vetoed him. It was what it was. But for the most part, like, it was a team thing. You know, we would talk to Roy. We would talk to Flowers. You know, are you comfortable with this dude? Is, is Do you think this person is going to be a fit? And you, you got to go with your guys, man. You got to go with yep. your Warriors, dude. Those guys were monsters, man. And, and legends in the game. How do I not take the opinion of a Roy Otis or Brian Flowers when it comes to putting Bring somebody right. around him that they have to play with? Yeah. Yep. That makes and, a lot of it, sense. And, and honestly, you guys are right. I, I, I've openly said this. Like, I didn't deserve to be a Blackhawk until these last two years. Well, and and you got to look at it. There's Blackhawk shut down in 2017. Yeah, I know. I remember. Okay. We closed down after that spring season, and I was um, I, I was done, you know, for for sure. We had we had won three in a row when, when I had gotten there, and then we had lost three in a row. Yeah, like in the championship game for two of them, lost to the Trojans, lost or excuse me, lost to the Coyotes, lost to the Trojans. Then uh, we we no. Lost to the Coyotes, yeah. Then lost to the Trojans in that spring season, right? And well, shit. I guess in the fall season too. So yeah, it was three years of losses in a championship. So now we're in 2017. I am. I am done. I, I am not running the team anymore. I am not the general manager. I am a fan in the stands. My mom gets sick, and having no idea that 
I was going to find out that she was sick on 4th of July and she was going to be gone August 13th, that shook my entire world. Changed who I am as a human being, changed everything about me. Right. There was one place that I knew I can go to where I was going to feel at home again. I called Tony. Called Tony literally two minutes after my like, I'm not even joking. Tony was with me on the phone, along with all my brothers. You know what I yeah. mean? On the team. David, they were, Edgar, uh, Roy, Flowers, uh, Stroh, Red. Uh, I, I, could, I could sit here and name names for days. Smitty, you, you know, CJ. Uh, yeah. And they were on the phone with me every day. But Tony, like, it, it, it was every day. Fitch. I, I listen, man. You want to talk about genuine good human beings? Look no farther than Jason Fitch. Amen. Look no farther than that man. Um. So my mom passes. Like I'm on the phone with Tony. Like it's literally the first call I make because I had been talking to him 20 minutes ago, and then I had to call him and say she's gone. Damn. So I did what I needed to do from you know with with the house and, and my cousins and you know getting my mom cremated and 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 just uh, it, it was so much yeah and I, and I and I needed help and I didn't you know need money or I I didn't need I needed the game and I and I yeah. and I needed the Blackhawks and I yeah. didn't come back as as a GM I put my uniform back on yep and oh, I wow. and I and I was the long snapper I mean, I knew my body wasn't going to hold up for anything but, you know, but I wanted to be on the field. I wanted to be with my guys. So at 37 yeah. years old, I put a uni back on, and uh, and that saved my life again. You Damn. know, UK, Smitty, CJ, Edgar, David, uh, Benson, you know what I mean? The, the, the list goes on and on, man. Yeah. And, and those guys, again, saved my life. So, so what you're saying is that 43 years old, I can come back and do this. Let's go. Hey, I'm 43 Let's too, bro. And I'm telling you, there ain't no way in hell. <laughs> Justin. We will Let's die. Let's do it. Let's we do it, Justin. Hell don't no, you the let... the whole time. Listen, don't you no, let you'll this get, you'll get in. left gas you in. up. <laughs> don't you let him gas you up into a bad hit, bro. It's coming. Yeah, don't listen to me. Because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, I can't. <laughs> I'm not trying to let the cat out of the bag, but if what we, if I think happen, if I think what's gonna happen takes place, then there's only like a couple left, and like I'm, I'm going hard in the gym for those last two because it's over after this. Helmet's yeah. going in the case, oh, yeah. jersey's Listen, going it, in the it, case, and that's it. It's Coach Paul from here on out. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. There yeah. ain't nothing wrong with that at all because it's not leaving the game; it's just the next step. Right, and anybody who was ever great takes the next step. And that's a good segue. I got more questions. Okay, okay. the next step. Right, we're gonna go with the perfect angle here on this one. So, I, it's obviously not a rumor. It's coming from the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend. The Blackhawks are done. Tony's done. Yes, the Blackhawks are done. But obviously, I don't know if John Kolka's done because I've never talked to John Kolka this way. 
Oh my God. What's next? The Blackhawks, from what I understand, again, they're done. However, yeah, is there something in the works right now? Because obviously we've had conversations. You know, Paul and I have been talking to other people in the league. And, you know, the LDFL, the reputation, from what I understand, is not very good right now. Not like the LCFL, right? Um, what's in the works? What's going on? Well, that, that, that's kind of two parts, though. So I'll address the LDFL thing first. The LDFL is done. The LDFL was done last year, okay? Um, there it is. <laughs> it, the LDFL could have been done the the right way, but but the people that were involved and and listen, I'm, there there are certain things I will air out, and there are certain things I won't, uh, and that's right. that's just you know. The, the human being I am. If, if there were people in the LDFL that were able to put their personal shit aside and work together, it, it would have been dope. Okay. It right. would have been just like the LCFL was. But at the end of the day, the LCFL was run by Tony Reed. Like, and, and I don't want to say this to sound smug because it's, it's not how it comes off at all. If someone is good at, facts. if someone, if someone is good at something, let them fucking do it and just stay out of the way. Right, right. If you, you know what I mean? Let them do it. Participate. Yeah. Like, it, it could be have part been of the great. success. You know, if you get beat, you get beat. Listen, you hear let, Fuck it. Let's put all this shit out there. You want to talk about go. fucking, okay, the Blackhawks this, the Blackhawks that. First of all, you've been a Blackhawk. Talk about yep. refs helping us, right? What's the most penalized team in the fucking league in the history of ever? The Blackhawks. The Blackhawks. Okay. Yep. Like, but yet we're all oh, the refs fucking really, bro. Heck dude, no, bro. Y'all are on drugs. We we paid the refs. Of course we paid the refs. We're at home, just like you pay them when you're at home. And guess what? It, it's, it's the same shitty refs. You know what I'm saying? They're not. We know them all by name, buddy. We, oh right. my God. I mean, how it is the same refs at the same organizations, and whether you're playing in the LMNOP league, the XYZ league, the CBD league, it doesn't matter. It's the same damn refs that probably shouldn't even be ref in high school. <laughs> so to right, say right. that the refs are on our side, the motherfuckers, half the time they probably don't even have shoes. That's how ill-prepared minor league refs are, bro. Like, that is the craziest shit I've ever heard. I, they hate us, I, too. Do, they hate they us. Oh, my they God. Do. But according to everybody else, oh, the, you know, Tony Reid, the Blackhawks, the evil empire. You know what? God, you, you, you're damn right we were, okay? But the, the cheating <laughs> and that kind of shit, favoritism. Listen, bro, people got sick of losing took their ball, and did what's best for their program. I'm not going to yeah. fucking fault another man for that. I'm not going to call you a coward. I'm not going to say any of that kind of shit. You did what was best for your program. And right. that's all you could ask anybody to do. And if you Real felt facts. that wasn't with the LCFL or the LDFL, great. You know, shit, Clark's got a league he's been running for three, four years now. You know, they're doing good things. Like, it worked for them. It, mm -hmm. You know, that, and that's amazing. So I don't fault anybody for that. But the people that 
say, you know, they left because it was run improperly. Well, if you would have just let Tony run the shit, it would have been ran properly. Right, right. Uh, like, and you could say it's biased, whatever, because I'm friends. I mean, I, I'm not friends with him. That man's my fucking brother. Right. But he just, he did it right. You gotta, at some point, you know, if you want to know why semi-pro is where it's at, just look at the cast of characters that are in it. Right, I fuck with that answer. Now let's you answer know, the question, that, the second part of the question, offends, Coca. If that offends anybody, I, I do apologize because that is not my intention at all. But it's just the truth. That's cool. Now the, the truth, second, the truth now, hurts, man. Truth hurts, for real. So now the second the part of the question, is, let's go. Let's go get on. to it. Re- What's next for I'm, John Coca? John Coca's retired, boys. What? John, yeah, John man. Coca wants to enjoy some time off. Um, want to spend a little more time with my pops. Um, focus on saving up some bread, you know, putting some money away, maybe able to do hey. some things financially in the future. Um, becoming a better version of me, you know. There That's are, right. I've done so many things right in this life, but I've done so many things wrong, you know. And there are certain areas that I don't feel I owe anybody anything, but I have to make amends for myself. And Damn, and that takes time. Like that. And, that, and, that, and that takes time with myself. You know, right. I, I can't I can't be worried about 70 other guys right now. I can't be yeah. worried about, is this person going to get to a game? Is this person, gonna, you know, because if I do do, if I ever do this again, I, I'm going to do it 100%. I, I don't. Yeah. You know, this this year I had to be a little detached um, because of a work schedule that you know I inherited. <laughs> it, it made me some it made me some good money, but I didn't get to spend the time with the boys that I usually get to. And yeah. unless I can do something wholeheartedly, and, and to be honest, like I I don't know who how I'm going to look at somebody else you know on the field with me that's not Tony. Yeah. You know? I said that that is that is my brother, and uh, to even think about doing it without him, it, it shit breaks my heart. Yeah, you know that 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 I is my it. brother. The black Blackhawks are my team. I will bleed those colors until to the day they put me in a box. Now, it, things do change. You know, if there's a time where. I feel I could step back into something like this and be a value. Maybe. Right. But that, that, that we're, we're, we're talking, you know, the, the stars aligning. And the only reason I say that is because I don't ever like to say never on anything. I don't like to yeah. bridge on anything by making statements or speaking anything into existence. Um, but as of right now, I, I'm, I'm definitely retired. Um, I get to go watch some games. You That's know? right. I get to go watch some of my boys play and, and, and not have to worry about fucking, you know, like I said, who's wearing, who's not wearing tall socks and, you know, uh, you know, you know, bad calls and shit like that. I could be the guy in the stands laughing and talking shit about it and having fun on the sidelines and cheering on this new generation, man. You got some yeah. good fucking talent out there. Some of these kids, man, are dope, bro. Like yeah. we had a couple in this year, bro, Q and oh my God, bro. Like, these young cats, man, they they just, 
Angel, you know, these, these up and coming kids. I mean, yeah. he's been doing it forever, but oh my God, the season Vincent Strange had. Are you fucking kidding wow. me, bro? Amazing. Did that boy go nuts or what? The season yeah. Darius had. Oh my God, man. Like, and then you, and you got the old war dogs that still did it at a high level. You know, the Devons, the Michaels, the Davids, the Edgars. You know, it, it sucks to say those guys are old now, but shit, they're fucking old. Yeah, but they were, but they, they were are. still monsters, and still, man. Hey, like, and still all pro athletes, all of them. all pros, bro. And, and Chris Benson's, you know what I mean? Uh, you got to Chris see Benson, these guys. Shout out, like, like, bro. Oh, that. Hey, listen, that Chris Benson is one of my favorite people I have met in semi-pro football. When I say that, good people, that is a good person. That, Chris Benson another, is a fucking great person. That is another dude that is a hundred percent genuine. Uh, and, and just a good fucking human, a hell of a football player and a good human being. Yeah. Like, and that's so the part a... that's hard. That's what's hard to walk away from. Yeah. Because those, those guys, you, you mean, you're going to talk to them. You know, I'm going to talk to Flowers all the time. I'm going to talk to Benson all the time. I'm going to stay in touch with Devin, you know, the, and Edgar, David, you know, so many people. And you know you're going to stay in touch with them. But there's those guys that were – maybe just there for a year that you're absolutely going to remember. And then you're going to kick yourself in six months for not reaching out. Right. You know, yeah. like there's always something that's going to fall through the cracks. And that's the part. That's the part I'll miss. The okay. football. W- what did we have left to prove? True. Right. So with being such, such a, a successful organization, being the general manager for as long as you were, um, Obviously, there was a method to it. There was a process that you had. There was like almost like a almost like a playbook, right? That yes. you followed some sort of, you know, you had your your niche, right? So, what type of advice could you give for somebody that's getting ready maybe to start an organization or run an organization or is running an organization now? What would be your best advice to them? Right? Don't now? do it. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Make sure your money's right. This is not fucking cheap. This is to do it the way we did it. I mean, you you skip meals. You know what I mean? Anybody can own a team. Not a lot of people can run an organization. That takes time and that takes money. It, it is most of these teams that pop up fold because the fucking bankroll is not there. Yeah. And Biggie said it best. If you ain't got the clientele, say hell no. Hey, that's don't, facts. That is fucking fact. How many teams have we seen just fold up shop because we do, they do not have the right process in place. Right. Great people, but don't have the proper foundation and it fucks them. Right. Hold on, I'm gonna put one of these ear pods back in a charger for a second, boys. Yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries, no worries. Well, you do that. That's actually if you can still hear me. All right, he's actually gonna step away. That's cool. Um, see, Justin, like, like between Colca and, and Tony, like you got to experience the first part of the glory days of like what I learned was the Blackhawks, right? And 
from what you hear now has anything did was there anything that differed between the two two generations um not from what i can not not from what i gather i mean we played with attitude and i'm sure the blackhawks still played with attitude i mean we played with the attitude like we're gonna come on the field and you can't mess with us you can't touch us even like okay the steelers and the was it the rhinos and and those Ooh. types of teams that we played against um we didn't care who you were okay like we were the we we were the inglewood blackhawks you know and we knew that that carried weight that that carried an, an intimidation factor okay and that's that's the swag that we came and stepped on the field with so right and I'm sure that was the same swag. What happened? That hasn't changed. Right. Yeah, so I don't really feel like like that has changed. You know, and organizationally, it's Tony's never, from what I see, Tony's never been the guy that's like, oh, I've got 30 years experience of doing one year just over and over and over and over again. No, it's he has and an actual, you know, 24 years of experience where you're experiencing something different and having to come up with different solutions for these things and continuing to be successful in that. That's, those are signs of being a good leader, Excuse me. you know, it, adapting it, it's, it's a, and growing. It's an adapt or die. Yeah. So you know? I just, and, and, and like, we went through that. I think and, it's and, sad. And, and, I'll, I'll be honest, like for me, when I saw what he posted, I'm, and I, I think we all live in, like, we understand, like, we live in a, in, in a time where it's really hard to focus on something so long, right? right. So when I'm, like, reading Absolutely. it, I'm like, this is a stupid long post, but Tony's announcing his retirement and yeah. the end of a, a, the end of an organization itself yeah. that I had the ability to be a part of at one point. Right. And I'm not going to lie. Like I got emotional, you know, we all oh, are. You gotta look we all are, that man, that man like, was living groundhog day for the last 25 years, you yeah, know, yeah. and to think, to think, you know, uh, he's not going to wake up and do the same thing next year. It, you know, I, I was involved in the decision. You know what I mean? I, I knew about this uh, a long time before he yeah. ever wrote that. Yeah, and you know, in the back of my mind is okay. Now I'm just John Kolka. You're not just and, John Kolka. Yeah, my fucking point, brother. Well, it, you got to look at it. At some point, I had to realize, and I had to come to grips with, I have to be okay with this. Yeah, you know, and I support him and Tasha, and I wish them nothing but happiness. Like, they're going to go out and have so much fucking fun and be able to do so many family things. Right. As we all are, you know, yeah. uh, that, that they weren't able to do before. You know, that yeah. man gave up weekends, six months a year for the last 25 years. Yeah. Like, you got to have someone bad in your corner to be able to pull that off. And Shout out you know, to Mrs. And, Reed. And, and, and Tasha, Tasha's as amazing as they get, man. Yeah. As amazing as they get. So... As we all know, um, this past weekend we we went to Washington and we lost. Here we but go. Yes, 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 yes. All right, Justin. 
We've promised viewers and listeners we would never get messy. But let me tell you guys right now, it's about to get about fucking to get messy. messy. So as I lead into this segue, so I'm going to tell you what happened. So I kind of briefly talked about it the last podcast or the one before uh, Marcus. So we had we had a, a GDFL playoff game where a team tried to forfeit, get us to forfeit because of a shitty field for 45 minutes. Um, at the end of the at the end of the game, the owner is on the phone calling the other owner. So the, the commissioner, I'm sorry, the commissioner is on the phone with an owner. I'm not going to say what owner on the phone with an owner. He is on speaker. The commissioner then proceeds to call the other owner a bitch. Because he's like all sorts of fugazi stuff goes on, right? So we go to Washington. Uh, First of all, we shouldn't have even been in Washington. They gave them points off of three forfeit wins. I don't know how this works. So let's talk about the GD. Let's just get straight to it. How shitty of a league was this? Say so that listen, again. These, the damn, I'm glad it's fucking done. Football league, the GBFL, bro. <laughs> on on paper and on the internet, oh, nobody does it better. Nobody does it better. They have the graphics. They have the publication. They, they I mean, it, when they say all that glitters is not gold, the fucking it says GDFL right next to that fucking statement, right. This place is ran by the just add water rules of football. Okay. Um, (laughs) I mean, what a fucking shit show, bro. So apparently when it all came out to play, we weren't eligible to host a a home game after week six because of a, and and I'm going to start with the, at the end and I'm going to work my way back with this one. So we were told, well, there's a 35-point cap rule. What? Wait, what? What? Well, what does that mean? Well, that means in 2021, we put in a rule that capped the scoring to 35 points so lesser teams would not leave the league. Oh, yeah. So basically, if some team put 66 to fucking nothing up on them, all they got credit for was the 35. Since 2021, mind you, we were in this league last year, and we were in first place because we scored all the fucking points, you... Oh, my God. So, apparently, but apparently last year it was never an issue, and in 2021, it was never an issue. So, I'm gonna... Now we're gonna fuck... We're jumping timelines now. I'm fucking Spidey in this shit. All right, let's let's stick to this fuckery this year. Yeah, we're gonna go to a previous conversation. So we were told, you need to score X, Y, Z amount of points, and you're going to be the number one seed. Okay. Well, we go out there and we score those points. Okay. Then they go, well, we forgot (laughs) there's this rule, and technically you haven't been eligible to be in first place since week four. Because there's no way you could have caught up. Meanwhile, the other team had received... Three forfeit wins at 35 to 0. Our actual played game against the Coyotes, where we won 10 to 8, is what chopped our knees off. If we would have scored two more points or 
allowed two less points, we would have been the number one seed. That's weak. We We were not the number one seed by 1.25 points. So, and that's why I say to just add water. So now we're going to Spidey timeline again. So we were told, or Tony was told that if it's it's not by differential, it's by points scored. Okay, so we had that argument out with them. Okay, well, you know, they apologized. We misspoke. Okay, you misspoke. It's by differential. It's in the rule book. So we're going to go by what's in the rule book. That's what we were told. So okay, differential. So fast forward back to where we just were in the Spidey verse, where they said this thirty-five point cap rule. Well, that's not in the fucking playoffs. I mean, not in the playbook. Can you boys still hear me? Yes. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's not in the play. That's not. That's not in the rulebook. But we're gonna go with it anyway. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So the first one was in the rule book, so we conceded. Okay, we understand. This one, there's no fucking written rule for this 35-point cap shit. This this was, you know, talked about or some shit like that. No, there's never a fucking rule. We sure as hell didn't know about it. How the rebels knew about it, I have no fucking clue. But they're the ones that brought it up. How do the rebels know about it? Because this league has pissed their ass every step of the way. Wow. We, and this is where it gets messy. They got their ass beat last year. Fuck the Rebels. Yeah, I said it. Oh, well. This is where it gets messy. Their own people inside this organization, this guy's own commissioner, is trying to take him down. Okay? Because he wants to run the league. So you got one guy saying this guy's doing all this. You got the owner saying this guy's doing all this. Dude, they were in a conversation with a bunch of board members, and we were told by their commissioner. That the owner said, well, if I have a choice, I'd rather lose the Blackhawks than the Rebels because the Blackhawks are a bunch of bullies. Nobody wants to go there and play them. Yeah, nobody likes coming down and getting their ass kicked. Of course nobody right. wants to come and play us. Sorry, Utah. You know, but we're a bunch of bullies. And, and they brought up some shit that happened in our national championship game in Vegas. And, hey, Sorry, you know what? Arizona. Right, rightfully so. Hey, you know, we didn't have our sideline together that game. But we didn't threaten any players on another team. We didn't go after anybody on the other team. We had some in-house issues that we, you know, unfortunately didn't deal with the, the right way at the time. Justin, you know? the camera picked up a fucking brother-brother conversation, and they fucking took it literal, bro. Like, we had two wow. teammates that were just heated because we were fucking trying to come back, and their camera picked it up, and they got all bent out of shape because of it. Wow. It, it, it was insane. You know, like, and that's what you're, that's what you're judging us upon. We went out to Erie and didn't have any incidents. We went out to Erie and put on a show for 50,000 people where the fucking ref takes the ball and walks off the field with seven seconds left. We're down by two points. We could have called the timeout and picked a field goal. But their team ran on the field and celebrated prematurely and the fucking ref took the ball and walked off. No way. We have a timeout. So let's talk about the fucking GDFL. Man. Like, bro, I watched refs walk a team up and down the goddamn field in Erie. Okay? 
So that national championship games in Erie were playing Erie. Why the fuck did we have to go to Vegas for the West Coast national championship? Why couldn't we in Inglewood host it where there would have been a crowd? Yeah. Been sideline issues. Yep. You know, come on, man. Instead, they put us in Vegas on one of the hottest fucking days of the year. Seven o'clock, seven o'clock at night. Oh, 630, 645, 102 degrees. They're natty against us. Why should we have had to go anywhere? He put us on a shit field with shit refs. Yep. And shit weather. Justin, it was 7 o'clock at night, 102 degrees. We lost it. We lost in two national championships. Now, I'm not going to say Erie wasn't a bad team, but Syracuse Strong on a good day couldn't hold our draws, bro. Yeah. I mean, Erie was a good team. That was a good football team. There were there was a few suspect calls, but that was a great football game. The game down here in Vegas, Jesus Christ, man. Those refs did take two weeks off and then quit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, I know that in a conversation we had, um, you kind of wanted to since this is the episode where you announced your retirement, that you kind of wanted to say some things to the semi-pro world and to uh, uh, an individual. So before we uh, we take off and we wrap this up, we're going to give you the opportunity to do so. The floor is yours, my man. To anyone I've ever offended, I'm sorry. To anyone I have ever helped, thank you for letting me be that in your life. I wasn't always perfect. Everything I did, I did with the best intentions of my brand. And I really want to tell Tony Reed how much I appreciate him. And how, I mean, I've thanked him throughout the whole video. Brother, thank you. It was a hell of a ride. And... I can't wait to see what the future holds for both of us, brother. I love you. I appreciate you. And I, I just can't thank you and your family enough for what you've done for me. As a Blackhawk, but even more for what you've done for me as John Polka. That's right. That's it, boy. Hey, man, and, and the rest of y'all out there, brother, be good to each other, man. Amen. Be good to each other. Fighting any of that shit on the field with each other, bro, like, let that go, man. There's only so many years you'll have left of this. Enjoy every second of it. Because in a heartbeat, it's gone, fellas. Yeah. Enjoy That's it. Right. Respect it. And be good to each other, man. That's your man, John Coca. I'm your boy, Paul Wall. Jay let's go. Let's go. Hey, thank you all for being on The Perfect Angle. Thank you for viewing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love y'all. Peace. Yeah.